0: Good morning. Welcome to the Long Live Alternative Parties podcast. Free Press Media Press, Inc., an Alternative Parties Books publisher sponsors this podcast. I'm Andrew Bouchard. Welcome to the Long Live Alternative Parties podcast. Today, we have another exciting guest. His name is Brian Aberson, and he's running for office as an Alternative Party candidate in a state that I used to live in for many years, Minnesota. So welcome to the podcast, Brian. Thank you so much for having me. We're glad to have you. Brian, let's get started by you first telling our audience
1: what office you're running for and under what party. Sure. I'm running uh, for U.S. House in District 1 in Minnesota, uh, and I am running as a grassroots legalized cannabis party member. Awesome. Awesome. So
0: also kindly tell us about yourself. give us a brief biographical sketch and introduction to yourself.
1: okay, well, I've been running for office uh since like nine like two thousand sixteen basically okay. um I ran as a Democrat. I didn't want to but i I did that was pretty much the only option I saw to to start anyway and so i've I've ran for for state Senate uh state house state. Senate again and now I'm running for uh US House. Okay.
0: When you ran for those other positions, was that also as an alternative party candidate with the grassroots party or was it another party or what was that with? Uh,
1: I was I ran as a state for state Senate last time as, as the grassroots uh as the grassroots candidate. Okay. So what led you to this party, the grassroots party? Well, basically, uh, in 2020, they gained uh, major party status, and I figured I'd come in and, and join them, and and uh, I became a member of their of their party and uh, their their committees and stuff like that.
0: Sounds good. So you said it's District One, if I heard you
1: correctly. Can we tell our audience the demographics of District One? Uh district one is is mainly a uh a farming community. Okay. So they're really really hard working community. They uh really depend on on farming and, and stuff like that. So what cities and counties are in district 1? Um, basically the the main ones would be like Mankato and and uh like Worthington and and uh Rochester and stuff like that.
0: Okay, so that's the, that part of the state. I went to school in Mankato, so I'm familiar with the area.
1: Yeah.
0: Awesome. So who are your opponents in this race, and what are they like?
1: Well, uh, Brand Stand, he is a uh, Trump loyalist to, to a false. I think he was actually, he, from what I heard, he was an appointee by Trump. Uh, I don't remember what what office he was in but and then uh the uh the CEO for for Hormel or something like that. <laughs> Basically he yeah. I, I forgot his name right off the bat. He's pretty
0: predictable, I guess. So they're two elitist candidates it sounds
1: like yeah they're pretty they're pretty elitist. Edel or something like that, I think is the name.
0: Sure. So what platform do you have for this race?
1: What do you want to change so you get elected to the office? Uh what I'm what I'm looking to do is uh basically stay on the same kind of platform I, I did from the very beginning, uh, which is uh, Medicare for all, of course legalizing cannabis, uh tuition free education and fixing our infrastructure.
0: How is Minnesota receptive to legalizing cannabis? How are the people in the uh, state responding to that?
1: It's about sixty percent, which is pretty pretty good. I'm, I'm pretty psyched about that.
0: Sure. I would imagine most of our audience supports legalization of marijuana. In case somebody doesn't, we do have some conservatives. People who support alternative parties, so they might not. What arguments would you say in favor of legalizing cannabis?
1: Uh, basically, you would raise pretty good tax revenue for for our state, and we so can we so can do stuff in our, in our state as well, uh, education and and infrastructure, and and uh, help out the the farming community as well. So it's a good way to raise
0: taxes for the area. Absolutely. Interesting. So in regards to Medicare for all, how does how does Minnesota respond to that, your district?
1: Well, I mean of course it's a fairly conservative district. Okay. And they've been told of course that it it wouldn't work. That uh, you would close out hospitals and and stuff like that and Mm -hmm. get easy long lines and and whatnot and it's it is now it's not true it actually saves us money in the long in the long run if, if we had a medicare for all system and help out the people that that need it so it helps the people who need it the most despite what people right. you may think absolutely yeah
0: So, do you think Medicare for All has a good chance of passing in the Congress?
1: That's uh, we probably have a lot of more lot more work to do on that, but I, I I can see it happening eventually.
0: So, in the in the near future, it might happen.
1: I I hope so. I really I really do. I think a lot of people out there need it.
0: Sure. So, what is your campaign strategy? How are you planning on reaching all the voters in District One?
1: Uh, we're going to try to go to all the all the fairs that we can, all the parades, all the you know, and reach the doors as, as much as we can. Uh, try to get donations so we can send out mailings and stuff like that as well. Okay. We to reach as many people as we can. Okay.
0: So, is the State Fair in Minnesota coming up soon?
1: Yeah, I think it's in July.
0: Okay, so it sounds like it's very soon. And it's going to be a regular fair this year. There's no COVID restrictions, right?
1: Right, I, I believe so.
0: Okay, so that is one way that you're planning on reaching the voters, is doing that fair and other similar fairs.
1: Absolutely, yep.
0: Have you done fairs like that before in your
1: other races that you've run for office? Yes, I have, yep. And you found those to be fruitful, right? Yeah, I think when I first ran, I had just about 9,000 votes. So, I mean, I I reached a lot of people, so it was was good. I mean, it wasn't enough to win, but uh, I think 8,000, 9,000 votes and and the first time you tried running for office was pretty good.
0: Yes, absolutely. So since you've ran before, what lessons have you learned from those other races and how are you planning on implementing
1: them this time around? Uh basically you just kinda of have to stay firm on on what you believe in and uh be consistent, be determined, and be dedicated to to uh feeling that you that you're actually there for the people. All right, that sounds like
0: a good approach. So, are you doing this campaign all by yourself, or do you have a team helping you out?
1: Well, currently, I'm, I'm doing it by myself. There are there are uh, some people that kind of on again, off again, but uh, I, I am basically doing this on my own, unfortunately.
0: And because you're, you said the the grassroots Legalized cannabis party received major party status, you don't have to do ballot access, right? Right. So, so that's one thing you don't have to worry about. Whereas a lot of alternative party candidates, unfortunately, have to deal with that.
1: Yeah, you have to go out and get signatures and stuff like that. Uh, since we have major party status, we don't have to do that at this time. So that's, that's very good. You just have to pay the filing fee and and stuff like that. So. How did the grassroots party
0: do that? What what successful things did they
1: do to make that happen? Well. Uh, in the governor's race in two thousand eighteen, I believe, uh, the the candidates for grassroots legalized cannabis uh got five percent of the vote. So that that grants us uh basically major party status. So it
0: was because of that race the governor's race that they did so well that they got this status?
1: Right, and I think there's another another state race, I believe, that uh, got another 5%, but, yeah, it was ultimately the, the governor's race in 2018. Sure. That's great. We're glad to hear that. Basically, one of the biggest things that, that I've read, uh, like the information that I've read on, the, on this uh, district is that it's about 30% independent, 28% Democrat and then 32% uh, Republican, which gives us a pretty good chance to maybe, you know, even edge out edge out the Democrat, which is actually pretty pretty good. Yes, yes, it sounds like those are good demographics.
0: Speaking of demographics, since I mentioned I'm personally familiar with the area, what about racial makeup? What's the racial makeup of the area?
1: Uh, the area is, is fairly is is fairly Caucasian. Uh there okay. are there are communities here and there that have uh you know, Spanish speaking people and, and stuff like that and and uh yeah. But it's it's mostly Caucasian. Okay. And the
0: election is in November, right? Like the other elections this year? Yep, yep. Sounds good. And
1: I I, I haven't I don't have an opponent, uh, in my party, so I'll be going right to the, right to the election, so.
0: Okay, so you're running unopposed?
1: Right, yep.
0: When is the grassroots convention?
1: Uh, we've already had our, our convention already. Oh, uh, you did? Yeah, that was back in May. Okay. And I was endorsed okay. for the, uh, you know, for the party.
0: Okay, so you got formally nominated in May
1: right yeah,
0: good, good, awesome, so Brian, for our audience out there, how can they support your campaign in this race?
1: I guess the best way to do that is go to BrianAbrahamson Abrahamson for congress dot com okay and uh you can you can sign up to get uh information, you can sign up to join the campaign. And you can also, of course, uh, donate. (laughs) Sure. Sounds good.
0: Brian, we wish you all the best in your campaign. May it go well, and may the grassroots party continue to stay on the ballot and do great things in Minnesota. Thank you so much. All right, all the best, and take care. You bet. Bye now.